You're listening to Emmy Award-winning host Jordan J. Adams. We have a treat today. The author of scores of therapeutic textbooks on anti-aging, a PhD in chemistry, author of eight books on health and aging, presenter at medical congresses worldwide, president and founder of the International Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine. It is time to make our fighting weight, Dr. Hans Kugler. Welcome, sir. Well, God, with this introduction, I you can see I'm sitting straighter in my seat. <laughs> well, I didn't even go into one-fifth of everything you've done. You have been one of the true pioneers in anti-aging medicine, uh, especially in research and chemistry. That's what you have your Ph.D. in. Uh, how did how did you uh, get involved? Tell us all about yourself. How did, and how you got involved in the anti-aging field? Well, as a matter of fact, I was in graduate school in New York, and uh, about to get my PhD, and uh, thinking to myself, I said, God, don't they know how stupid I am? I mean, they give me a PhD, <laughs> and then they gave me an A plus, so there must have been a little bit of difference in opinion, whatever, you know. But anyway, we had every Friday we had a, a very famous professor in one specific area, a lecturer, and uh, that was at Stony Brook on Long Island, New York. And this man was talking about the chemistry of aging. And as he presented his data, um, I totally disagreed with about ninety percent of it. And that wasn't really my own opinion. I was thinking back of my undergraduate work at the University of Munich Medical School. Uh, where I did physiology under Nobel laureate Butenon. And Butenon was a very fit guy. I mean, it was a very tall man, and he was always saying, well, look at people who stayed fit, you know, who trained, and uh, they can outdo much younger people, and so on and so on. That was in the back of my head. And then I moved, after I got my PhD, I did some postdoctoral research at Stony Brook. Uh, I moved to Chicago. And for a very short time, I worked for Standard Oil of Indiana in the agricultural uh, department. That means uh, uh, finding new ways to make crops grow faster and quicker and so on and so on. And that uh, didn't quite work out. So I went back into teaching and I taught at Roosevelt University in Chicago, part-time also at uh, some other schools. But anyway, the chairman of Roosevelt University was a real mensch. I mean, he was very enthusiastic. You talk about something like aging research, I mean, he would just try to support you with everything. And he said, why don't you do some longevity studies? You know, I'll give you an animal laboratory. And that's, I bought some animals, right? I bought some retired breeders, mice. Uh, the reason was very simple, because they were cheaper, right? And uh, so we divided them into two groups. And uh, the one group received uh, some vitamins, the other one didn't, and various different things. And we got some reasonably results. That means we fed them some vitamins, they lived longer. Uh, we made them to do some exercise, and they lived longer. And uh, the another group we subjected to cigarette smoke, and they didn't live that long. And so in the culmination sort of our bottom line biggest uh, longevity studies involving 40 cages with several hundred animals and so on. We put one group of animals under all the wrong conditions and we nicknamed them the average businessman. I mean those animals had uh, uh, did a diet that was high in sugar and fat, 
no vitamin supplementation, uh, drinking water was regular tap water, uh, cigarette smoke blown through the cages, uh, no exercise, and so on and so on. And uh, the other group was an animal that uh, received a high-quality diet, pure in a rat chow. I told them what to put into the diet, containing antioxidants and various vitamins. Uh, they also were made to exercise three times a week in a rotating drum. And you have to be very careful when you do that, because when you push the animals a little bit too hard, it goes in the opposite direction. Actually, they live a shorter time, and it means you increase their stress level. You know? So anyway, everything positive and naturally, they were not subjected to cigarette smoke. And my long-term mentor, Professor Emmanuel Cheraskin from Alabama University School of Medicine, who was at this time, I mean, considered the god of, of alternative medicine, aging, and so on, he came to one of my lectures, and uh, he said, Hans, we're doing the same thing. And the way he defined lifelong health and least rate of aging. And so we started working together. And when I explained to him what I was doing with our longevity studies, he said, well, um, I think you will get about 100%. And I thought, wow, 100% in difference in average lifespans? I mean, there was in, in reality, we got 96%. And that, I mean, it was really amazing stuff. And we presented that at several medical meetings. And uh, the major response was, oh, come on, that's a bunch of BS. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> however, most recently, in four different studies, research groups actually confirmed what we were doing, what we found. And uh, most important, also going back to our longevity studies, where we got 100% in average lifespans, uh, we found a way to check this out, how it overlaps on human studies. And uh, like, for example, if you take the average lifespan for humans around 74 years, you extrapolate back to people who, have, uh, who don't do any exercise, smoke cigarettes, are fat and overweight, and eat the wrong things, you get to about 58. Well, in aging research, the maximum is really acknowledged at between 110 and 120 years. So 58, 100% added, gives 116 is right in the right range. That was confirmed. Very interesting. And the most important, what I really believe is, was when we repeated the same longevity studies without the exercise, everything dropped by 50%. I mean, literally half. And that's when I then proposed in several publications uh, that the biggest and most important longevity, better health, optimum fitness, etc., etc., is exercise. And that, again, was... Well, I was kind of lucky because I knew uh, Dr. Paul Ward. He's an Olympic trainer. He is the so-called godfather of the super circuit, right? I mean, every major team, football, basketball, you name it, every athlete, the best results you get if you do super circuit training. You go back between muscle and, uh, muscle and aerobic and muscle and aerobic, and uh, we learn how to focus on the important parts, in my opinion, that's really a muscle. Aerobic is important, but not really that important, right? Because when you look at 
today's findings in respect to true aging research, you will find that, that muscle exercises are much more important than aerobic. You must have a minimum of aerobic exercises, that's good. But, for example, what is the strongest factor in preventing cognitive losses? Guess what? Muscle exercise. What is the strongest factor in preventing or maintain in preventing telomere shortening or maintaining telomere length? Again, it's muscle exercises, right? So the wow. the importance of that, Fonzette, you know, years ago we used to have, when it comes to health practice, uh, you have nutrition, exercise, stress management, and so on. Nowadays we have exercise, then we have nutrition, no, then we have detoxing to get all these toxic chemicals out of our body because the uh, uh, on people here and the Foundation for Advancement Science and Education established that as we get older we have between 30 and we accumulate between 30 and 50 uh, toxic chemicals in our body that interfere with endocrine systems and uh, I really mess up your body to a degree that it induces diseases and uh, you know like uh, in uh, um, in uh, in girls, for example, they go through the change, hormonal changes at age seven already. Wow. So devastating for kids as they get older, you know, and uh, wow. things start falling into place. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, um, let's take advantage of that PhD in chemistry because, uh, you know, our, our people are always interested in the latest biohacks and the way that we can hack our system, little tricks that we can do. Uh, not only to increase our lean body mass to fat ratio, but also to live longer. And one of the things that's re that uh, is really uh, come out as of late is the power of stem cells and what they're able to do now with uh, stem cell rejuvenation and platelet-rich plasma. Um, this is a real area of specialty for you. Give us the latest snapshot of science as it relates to stem cells and anti-aging. Okay, we've got to go back just a very short step, and that again leads back to Professor Emmanuel Chirassen, Alabama University School of Medicine. He defined lifelong health as a state of homeostasis achieved by doing about 50 variables correctly, and I did some projects together with him. We defined the 50 variables as health practices. So, lifelong health, which is synonymous with best immune system, least rate of aging, best recovery from disease, right, is achieved by doing all these health practices correctly. And then we can go into defining the health practices. And that's where we had the biggest change. That means we went from just what everybody used to say, well, oh, that's just health practices. No, with a discovery of telomeres and stem cells, we now establish health practices, that means good health practices, as true anti-aging modalities. Right? Telomeres really tell the whole story, don't they, doctor? I mean, what are telomeres and why are they so indicative of our health? Well, um, there were different theories of aging. And uh, there was a professor, Leonard Hayflick from Stanford University said, hey guys, that's not unlimited. You have a limited lifespan for everybody, right? For every species. And interestingly enough, that goes into the 
uh, intelligent uh, design thinking religion. I mean, I'm not a very religious person, but I grew up in a very conservative uh, uh, environment back in Germany. I went to an old monastery school uh, where 80% of my fellow high school students became Catholic priests, you know, so it sort of hangs on to you and then you try to get away from it and uh, the more you study, the more you study the complicated stuff like DNA and genetic moderation and all this stuff, the more you get back to it. That was actually brought out very nicely by uh, Dr. Francis Collins who is with NIH. He's one of the big weeks there and on his part time he wrote a little book that's uh, the language of God, scientists present evidence for belief. I mean, it's, it's totally fascinating. But coming back to the stem cells, health practices were established as true anti-aging modalities via telomere research. Now, what are telomeres? Telomeres are little extensions at the end of DNA molecules in each one of your cells, and they are the longest at the time of birth. Now. And as we get older, every time when a cell divides, it chops off one of those subdivisions. And if they are all, by the time they were all used up for humans, for example, we have 54 subdivisions, uh, suggesting a maximum lifespan of 110 to 120. Now, if we would kill ourselves with any other bad health practices, uh, by the time all 54 subdivisions would be used up, we would be around 110 to 120, right? And dogs, for example, have 15, that's a 23 to 25. The Galapagos turtoise has a, a, about 75, and uh, that's about 250 years lifespan. And uh, uh, going back now to the point maybe where man and woman uh, get together and they make schnooky vooky or whatever you want to call this and a child is conceived, right? That in that process there's an enzyme, it's known as telomerase because men and women at that point already have shorter telomeres, right? I mean they've gone through a major lifespan and the enzyme sets the telomeres back to the full potential. In humans, for example, 54 subdivisions and so on and so on. And as we grow and get older and do the right or wrong things, the right things maintain telomere lengths or it slows down the shortening and the wrong things, you know, drug abuse and uh, smoking cigarettes and all these dumb things, they will greatly increase uh, telomere shortening. And uh, you can see it on pictures. I mean, uh, there are some websites where people, for example, that were heavy smokers or heavy drug abusers, and you can just see before and after pictures they collected, and you can see the aging process, I mean, accelerated by several hundred percent. That is astounding to me, and two, two things come to mind. Uh, one is that somewhere in the Galapagos Island, there is a tortoise swimming around who was swimming around during the founding of our country. <laughs> this is a possibility if he lived 250 years. Um, and then the second thing that comes to my mind is if there are enzymic properties in certain enzymes that can slow down the uh, degradation of the telomeres, are there any enzyme therapies available or being developed that actually could either maintain them or maybe even lengthen them? Yes, and that is the most fascinating thing, what is happening. Um, as a matter of fact, 
when the connection between, let me talk a little bit about the connection between telomeres and stem cells, right? Um, stem cells, the, the whole definition has been a little bit confused by so many people talking about something they know nothing about, right? Like, for example, if you take an older person and you remove some adipose phase fat tissue, you would find millions of stem cells in there. Well, upon closer examination, those are adult stem cells. Those are adult stem cells with short telomeres, and the shorter the telomeres get, the less potent those cells are, right? Like, for example, in the developing embryo, if a, a child is conceived, the telomeres are the longest, the enzyme sets, the enzyme telomerase sets the uh, telomeres back to the full potential, you know, when you have those two extremes. And then when you talk about stem cell uh, uh, treatments, uh, there were years ago, there were, uh, in Germany, there was a method, Germany, Switzerland, where the rich and famous used to go to Germany and Switzerland for the embryo and sheep cell injections. And uh, in essence, what this was is they removed from embryonic sheep tissues, they made a concentrate, and the, the injections that they were given, they were actually improving organ functions, they were regenerating organ functions. Whoa. And, that wow. was, and that was, yeah, and that was so effective. I mean, if you go back in history, you know, Eisenhower, Adenauer, uh, Marlene Dietrich, and a lot of people went over there, and when they came back, I mean, they were tremendously regenerated and revitalized, and uh, uh, because that specific method was so effective in two areas, enhancing immune functions in humans for cancer treatments, and guess what, what nobody really knew, uh, expected, the treatment of Down syndrome children. If, wow. If Down syndrome children were diagnosed early enough and they were treated with those embryonic stem, uh, cells from, from sheep tissues, they are literally, the IQ would double from 40 to 80. The uh, facial features would normalize. I mean, to a degree that if you, even if you knew about uh, the characteristics of Down syndrome children, you'd have to take a second look to really define this child as a Down syndrome child, right? And because that was so effective, two universities, Heidelberg and Tübingen University in Germany got together. They had an eight-year project with 10 PhDs to pinpoint the active ingredients in those cells, right? Because everything is triggered by little trigger chemicals, right? And uh, a friend of mine, Dr. Ulrich Friedrichsen, uh, an MD, PhD, and uh, whatever degree, he has them all, uh, he was one of the key researchers in this field. And uh, within, I think, about five or six years, they started pinpointing and then later on uh, came actually to the point where they were able to isolate. They made a concentrate from every organ system that contained low molecular weight nucleic acids, peptides, and growth factors. And those were the chemicals that triggered normal reactions in our body. And uh, because we don't have stem cells yet, the real stem cells, this is another area where, you know, maybe we can touch on to, and this is what I'm doing in my stem cell lab, 
to make the real active stem cells with full telomere lengths and with your own DNA, right? Because a lot of other stem cells used in Europe, they're generic stem cells, they're isolating stem cells from, uh, for example, when a child is born, they collect some and they shoot it back into people and it still gives some good results, but not the real thing, you know? Anyway, so the next step then, in order to regenerate are those embryonic, you know, low molecular weight nucleic acid, peptides, and growth factors. And Dr. Friedrichsen is the probably the only man in uh, Germany who has a permit from the government, they're very strict when you do something like that, uh, to make those concentrates, they are come now in five milliliter uh, bottles, um, they are concentrates for heart, for liver, for kidney, for mesenchyme, for whatever you name it, right? And uh, people are going over in drones to, to get these uh, cell extracts, and uh, we mentioned that a little bit earlier, uh, I mean, when we were talking before that, that years ago I had an extreme side by car accident, right? I was in an old 560 Mercedes, a young kid had bought an oversized truck a couple of hours before, ran through a red light, he was high on all kinds of stuff, a side impacted me and the impact was so extreme. I mean, I was in two airplane crashes in the military, I wasn't flying, but uh, that impact was a whammer. I was twisted in sideways in that, in that wreck, a third of the Mercedes was torn off by that, you know, in this accident. And in my mind, my left shoulder was ripped off. And I was thinking, how could I reach a tower for my gym back and stop the bleeding? And then came the police and the fire and the, you know, everybody else and the paramedics. And third, we're going to get you out of here. They put that tool on there and it goes, bzzz, it opened it up and I looked around and Oh, my shoulder was still there and it wasn't bleeding and I was laughing, right? <laughs> I went crazy, so, but they still brought me to Torrance Memorial Hospital here. And uh, uh, it turned out later on, it took over a year, a friend of mine, Dr. Fuad Ghali, little, another little brain in the medical field here, to determine that that impact had ruptured parts in my heart. And within my year, my one year, the left atrium of my part had enlarged tremendously, a big bubble. I had an extreme heart irregularity called atrial fibrillation, and the capacity of my heart to pump out was only 28%. I mean, that was miserable. I went to USC, we did all kinds of cardioversions, chemical ablations, even an ablation where you go into the leg vein up into the heart, and with a laser, they try to knock out uh, shorts, and that didn't work either. And uh, so the professor finally sent me down and said nothing could be done for drugs and a pacemaker and a defibrillator in my chest for the rest of my life. And I said, oh, blank, 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 with good military English, uh, you've had it, right? Or you, were, you know what I mean. But anyway, and then asking around, and again, I really believe sometimes there's a special help from up there, because at that point, the people that gave me important information or that were really part of my full recovery was again Dr. Paul Ward, the Olympic trainer, who remembered when you do heavy weightlifting, that thickens the left atrium wall and hopefully will pull in that bubble. 
you know, typical Marine that he is. Hans, get off your F whatever ass and do some heavy weightlifting. I don't care what they say, blah, 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 which I did. I mean, I went back to heavy weightlifting, and uh, Jim Lovell, the astronaut, I knew him. I was on an advisory board with, uh, with a health a chain of health clubs, and he remembered that when astronauts come back from outer space, they can't stand straight. So they lay them on a high-tech bed, they pressure wrap, the, the whole bottom up to the navel and you're attached, attached to a hard monitor and two pipes are going in on each side, it inflates that shock vice like oompa, oompa, right? And when it, it's the system of a G-suit in a jet airplane. And when they do this for 10 minutes, they're back to normal and they can walk. I mean, get up and fall, no problem. And when they do this, NASA found that it causes new blood vessel formation in the heart. That's known now a method as EECP. And and by the way, uh, you, anybody who wants a little bit know more know about this, you can go to my website, Dr. Hans Kugler, D R H A N S K U G L E R dot com, and there's my book and everything else where we describe the heart recovery and uh, talk a little bit about basic aging and so on and so on and uh, uh, you know to, to read more about this thing but the bottom line is I applied all these variables including a focus on special supplements for high energy output cells like mitochondria in the in the cell media um, what else did I do uh, heavy vitamin mineral supplementation uh, meditation I went to Germany to got those embryonic cell extracts and uh, within three months, I was halfway there. Like my left atrium was originally as you know as messed up as it was was 6.8. Now 6.8 um, number may not mean to somebody less than 3.9 is normal. So 6.8 is twice the size. I mean, mm. totally ineffective, right? Mm. And they came from 6.8 down to 5.3. My ejection fraction of my heart went from 28 to 60 percent and my rhythm was totally normal sinus. So I went back to all the experts, I spent $150,000 out of my own pocket. I mean, our retarded healthcare system doesn't pay for some things like this. So anyway, so I went back to all the experts and everybody says you have no choice but to wean yourself off the expensive modalities which were some of these embryonic cell extracts and uh, the EECP method that I was using. And I did this for another five months, and I felt better and better and better. I was back to running. I'm a, I was weightlifting. I, I had lost 18 pounds of muscle in the first year. Uh, when I started back training, I regained 16 pounds within about probably about six months. Um, back to running, everything else. And uh, uh, another five months later, we did a... A full evaluation at USC and uh, <laughs> uh, Dr. Ronald Klotz, the president of the American Academy of Anti-Aging Medicine, like worldhealth.net, very dear friend of mine, he said, Hans, you better get all these tests done at a big university because otherwise nobody is going to believe it. And that's what we did, right? And Professor uh, Kunlavi Nadmani, originally from Thailand at USC, confirmed that now my 
data were left atrium 6.8, 5.3, and 3.7, normal range again, totally normal rhythm, and my capacity of heart to pump out went from 28 to 60 and then to 80%. At my age now, I'm classified as high-performing athlete. And we, wow. we published it at the medical meeting at the American Academy Anti-Aging Medicine. By the way, this is a group that everybody should follow, worldhealth.net. And uh, I had 1,500 MDs, PhDs, and professors in my audience. And after five years of away from all this, and then literally much of that was spent like an invalid, right? Uh, I went up on a stage and I said, I am back. <laughs> wow. And it's now also, we made it into a medical textbook. And that's, so I got my aviation medical back. Everything is fine flying. And uh, I mean, I, I thank God really for this unbelievable, uh, magnificent uh, help. <laughs> this is very interesting news. Um, sure, there's a lot of us out there who know somebody who has the, um, you know, the weakening of the heart and where the atrial, um, I guess I don't, know, I don't know the technical terms for it, but where they enlarge. Um, yeah. My dad, as a matter of fact, who is in his, um, he's in his early 80s, 82, has the uh, the effraction numbers are, are very low, and he has the uh, chronic uh, chronic uh, heart fatigue, I guess is what they call it. And yeah. to know that there is a protocol, because his doctors are saying there's nothing he can do. Uh, yeah. So this is really good information for me to get to my dad, that there's actually a protocol for this type of thing, because you went from 26% up to 80%, 80 and now they're, they're classifying you as, an, as athletic. Uh, uh, it's just remarkable. I don't understand why this news isn't. Why is this news not more commonly known here in the states? Because uh, you have to do a little bit dirty thinking here, right? Uh, many things in the U.S., even though we could be the best in the world, and uh, many years ago when I came to the U.S., I mean we were really the best. But we have really gone downhill, and that's because of all these special interests. You know, like every year, there's a group of scientists all around the world, and it's not just U.S. It's not only the World Health Organization; it's the uh, German Medizinische Naturwissenschaftler and the NASA and everybody else. They rank countries all around the world, and guess what? The U.S. is between 37 and 52. That is shameful. This is ridiculous. We this are country, the first country to put a man on the moon. That's exactly. horrible. Exactly. And it is so obvious. And that's, again, Dr. Ron Klotz from A4M is with a video on the big internet. Nobody's really looking for real cures. They just, if you develop a disease, welcome to the club. Now, you sucker, you can bring us your money for the rest of your life. We'll give you some drugs and we will keep you meditated. Medicated. You know, for the rest of your life, and that's really a very, very, very sad thing when this is happening. Uh, I mean, we are outperformed by underdeveloped countries that have a, that only have a reasonable climate where they can grow some crops and raise some animals, and uh, you know, normal living, normal health. And this is just ridiculous, you know, what's happening here, you know, and uh, it brings us back in many different areas to what we started talking about earlier, again, telomeres, right? When we look at the 
accelerated aging in the various different countries, we actually find that, that when the healthcare system is really getting worse and worse and worse and you don't get the best healthcare, your telomere shorten much faster, right? And uh, years ago, there was a, a company that was looking just for a method to uh, increase telomere length, and that was uh, TA65. I heard about that. That was a pretty expensive protocol, though, wasn't it? Very, very good, very good science, but I think they sold a six-month supply for $5,000 and so on, and only very few people can uh, were able to afford that. But in the meantime, many other people, including myself and, uh, uh, I mean, some real people, again, when you go back to my website, Dr. Hans Kugler, no dots in between, uh, dot com, you will see, I have a section there on telomeres. Uh, it's not only the health practices applied correctly that will increase your telomeres or definitely will slow down telomere shortening. And there are now also, not, not are, there is one product out. And uh, I'm just looking at the um, research data. Very impressive. Uh, it basically is a combination of various different herbs and special extracts from herbs that will actually, if applied, will, it looks like, I mean, is it really the data look damn good that it actually increases telomere length? Right? What's the name of that supplement? Um, it, most likely it will, it, I'm not quite sure if they've decided on that, but it's, it's called Product B or something like that. Product B. Product B, like A, B, C, like Bravo, right? Is there a place uh, where one could could get that, and, and what does the pricing look like on that? Well, that's the nice part about that. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, regarding to this product, uh, I was at a meeting just a couple of months ago, and one of their doctors talked about it, and uh, uh, they one month supply is, I think it's 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 far less than a hundred dollars. I mean, it is, and uh, you could actually uh, you get a even a better price when you buy two bottles, and that's for your for your husband, wife, team, and whatever, wherever. That's relatively reasonable, you know. And there are I other. I want to clarify for the people who are listening in because um, if there's any kind of ambiguity about the accuracy of telomere length. As an indicator of health, this is this is real science. This is double-blind. This is peer-reviewed, published science, established science. Your length of your telomere that tells you everything about your health and about how long you're going to live. So, what Dr. Kugler is talking about is powerful because we're talking about the possibility of not only slowing down the degradation of the telomere, but possibly arresting the degradation and maybe even lengthening it. Well, you know, when it comes to new products like this, people go a little bit, uh, you know, to extremes and claim making all kind of claims. As a matter of fact, the people with these companies don't do that. I have seen in private pictures of people that have been right from the beginning taking that product and you can see on their facial appearance that there's a definitely reversal of the aging process. There is no question about it, right? 
And uh, I mean, we'll see a little bit more. You can learn all about it, what it is. You know, as I said, go to my website, drhanskugler.com. Uh, you'll read on, the, on your website, doctor, is there a place people can uh, be directed to where they could actually buy some of, of this product? Be oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's there's some on it already, and within about a couple of probably days, I will have some more information on it. See, I'm a little bit more conservative when it comes to that. Because I've been in aging research, and I've seen so many people that make big claims, oh, I know how to reverse aging, and no, we can do it with this and that, and then it turned out to be a flop, you know. So when I hear about something, uh, at first I don't even talk about it. I just look at the data. I ask them, where's the beef? That means where's the science, right? Where are the good science papers? documented, supported, peer-reviewed, and so on, and those people definitely have it. And, uh, you know, you, you can read more about it. Read more about it at first, really. The most important part really is the good health practices, right? Because I'm coming back to Professor Taraskin and my, we wrote a couple of papers together, a definition of lifelong health, lifelong health synonymous with best possible immune functions, best possible uh, recovery from disease, uh, slowest rate of aging, and so on, is a state of homeostasis achieved by doing these and these health practices correctly. And in my book, we now have defined the health practices along those lines, and according to my longevity studies, rearranged the uh, health practice in order of decreasing priorities, right? As I said before, we used to have, well, nutrition, exercise, stress management, and blah, blah, blah. No, today we have exercise because that's the number one, 50%. Then we have detoxing. Every adult, as we get older, we accumulate between 50 and 100 toxic chemicals in our body, and there's a detox system, the niacin-based, uh, actually, non-flushing niacin. You got to read about it in a little bit more detail. Don't just take niacin. I mean, some people have run to the emergency room when they take a little bit too much niacin. It makes your skin prickle, and uh, uh, they got a little bit too nervous about it. But anyway, there's a non-flushing niacin. You take this, and then you do some exercise and do some sweating. Then they sit in the sauna, and you have those chemicals coming out of your body. That again is very well established, and connected to gene control in our body, right? And uh, these toxic chemicals in our body, as I mentioned before, for example, in some in children, in girls, we have a, a early puberty as early as seven, and that is just devastating for their health, for their future health. Mm. So everything connects. We showed it, you know, we explained the longevity studies that we, that we did. Uh, uh, Dr. Paul Ward, the Olympic trainer, helped me in clearly defining what to do in respect to the exercise program. Like when I go to the gym, uh, I sit on any one of the forward paddling bicycles or stair climbers or anything like this. I have my hands on the handle. I see my heart coming up into the right range. As soon as it's in the right range, it takes maybe five minutes, and I go to the next station, which is the first level of a resistance exercise 
two over the top, one of the middle, two over the bottom, right? I mean, at first light a warm-up. And then I increase the weight so that I go super circuit. Aerobic muscle, 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 muscle. They have about 13 stations that I use for the, uh, for the resistance muscle exercises. And it's all described there how you can arrive at the best possible method. And that's very important. We actually get a lot of questions from women about that. Oh, I don't want to become muscular like a man. Well, Dr. Paul Ward has developed a very simple method. Now, you're probably really familiar with that, the 1RM guideline. The 1RM is the one repetition max. For every resistance machine that you use, you'll figure out approximately what's the maximum is that you could do with one repetition. Now, you really don't do that. You just go higher and higher and higher. And then when it gets to the point that it gets a little bit hard, you estimate what your maximum is that you could do with one repetition. Now, you have that for every machine. And now it's very simple to apply. If you wanted to just lean, burn calories, maintain the same muscle that you have, you will do all your exercise resistance exercises with less than 50% of that 1RM. You will rather do more repetitions, like 8 to 12, and you do them relatively fast. Now, you want to burn some, you want to build some muscle, you do the exercises with more than 50% of that 1RM. You do a limited number, for example, six to eight repetitions, and you do them relatively slow, and you exhale when you apply force. For example, the butterfly machine, right? I mean, you really put your muscles in it, and that is the only major difference, right? And I, I like to compare men and women, you know, to automobiles. You know, Arnold is a Hummer, right? <laughs> And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, I mean, it, I used to be on tour with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, years ago when he had his books out, right? And uh, and I had my very first very successful book out. And uh, women there, in my comparison, the Jaguars, you know? They <laughs> fit good muscle, you know, but in a different way. <laughs> Dr. Kugler, we are plumb out of time. I was trying to keep my eyes on the clock because this is such a fascinating topic for me. I want to have you back because there's three other things I really want to touch upon. I want to touch upon infrared saunas and, and how important infrared is. Uh, I just picked one up and it is absolutely fantastic. I, I want to also talk about uh, the dangers of GMO. I know you, that's an, uh, a genetically modified organisms for the people at home who might not know. I know that's an area of specialty uh, for you. And I also want to touch upon what people should actually eat to biohack and to uh, create longevity in their life. Those are the three topics. Could I have you back for those three topics and more? Anytime, anytime. You're a fascinating guest. Um, and please give us your website uh, one more time. And we'll also include your contact information in the show notes. Okay, yeah. Well, on the website, you also have a contact and so on. And you can go at the website. You can see the first 22 pages of my book, Lifelong Health, Learn How to Control Your Genes to Stay Young with Age. And you can read about the telomeres and et cetera. It's very simple. www. Don't really need that anymore. Dr. Hans Kugler, D-R-H-A-N-S-K-U-G-L-E-R.com. DrHansKugler.com. And, uh, you know, if you really have a very important question, I mean, feel free to send me an email. You'll find it over there.
So okay. thank you so much, Dr. Kugler. Those I'm having you back because I there's so much more I want to get to. Thank you one more time for being with us. It's fascinating area. For our full schedule of fights on the NBC Sports Network, CW, and ABC affiliates, visit UnitedFightAlliance.com. United Fight Alliance. United we fight.